0: This is the PropTech VC podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content.
1: There's many reasons too, but there's also a note of caution here. It's easy to lose a lot of money. There's a bit of a joke uh, in the industry when uh, Silicon Valley or New York or one of these big wealthy community zip codes, that the the area code calls a rural agent. The agent's like, oh yes, you know, here's another burned out tech worker or a Wall Street worker who wants to buy some land. (laughs) You know, let's sell them the dream, but it's very easy to be taken advantage of. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can lose a lot of money. I know some people who, who have invested in land, and uh, it was an emotional decision, and they lost a lot of money and didn't appreciate it. So, can you tell us a bit about some of the cautionary, not the cautionary tales, but some of the, some act, active advice for someone that wants to go and buy some land? What to watch out for and the best way to do it?
0: Absolutely. So there is, opposite or asymmetric information, right, when it comes to market, uh, because. What happens is mostly these tech workers, Wall Street workers are essentially away their home. They're going to Montana. They don't know the local education. So very much at a disadvantage when they're, you know, working with their direct seller, the agent. Um, so part of the reason we're Periscope uh, and adding all this information is to enable the buyers to be more savvy and to make better decisions. So many people- rely on their real estate agent as a single they have a agent that can give all this really authoritative information about local demographic, relative pricing of the homes around. People are renting. How many people are owning? So that is one process you can you can you can make better decisions by collecting information. Uh, cautionary tale: It's happening a lot that I know. People are trading <laughs> land stocks. I uh, spoke to a land broker, and interested in viewing a uh, two hundred thousand uh, in northern Ontario to to meet me there, right? So we can look look at the boundaries, look at the vegetation. He's like, oh no no no, I never meet people. You know, I, I oh in Russia in China, they just take take a look at the picture. <laughs> I, it, because land is in no way a standardized or standardized asset class. It's not like stock. Uh, You just sold it.
1: If there will ever be a institutionalization or or rather an automation and trading of real estate, land will be the last thing to be uh, a a tradable commodity. Do, Do you agree with that?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's basically what we call the exotic class, right? The exotic, is uh, that exotic class that's very bespoke uh, that requires a lot to deal with um, But it blew my mind when I heard people were trading land like stocks, and you know what? P.A. came in me. There's someone who applied 10 acres for $40,000 last year, and they sold this, right? They So 50% good, but because we're in up market, We're in the market like supply of inventory. so it's easy at the same time. When are you saying
1: that there are flippers coming into the market? People trying to get rich quick. It's causing unnecessary inflation in prices. And the core value that land provides um, is, is not being bought. It's more the greater fool theory. And this is happening in all asset classes. Bitcoin's an example, NFTs, stocks, real estate, you name it, right? But in land specifically, is that what you're saying?
0: so it is a so the reason i said is northern ontario is because it's not really inhabitable it's extremely cold and the land is not good for vegetation so when you buy that's the tip number one when you're searching in regions that are not traditionally used for residential or more frontier be careful because those land are mostly uh there are a lot of people trying to flip it they're cheap they're very easy to buy and uh, mostly because low valuation, there's more of a margin for uh, huge growth when someone who don't really know what they're doing buy, it, right? So that's the first thing. If you want to try to buy land that can appreciate real estate is all about location. Even when it comes to rural, you are not close to anything. Location is still very, very important. Uh, so definitely buy something, uh, that's close to some basic infrastructure and The reason I I wanted to buy a farm is because farms are amazing because they are proven to be fertile. Uh, They have the necessary infrastructure to sustain vegetation. And also like, you know, the the neighborhood is set up in that way, right? So it's set up for people to live in, for people to cultivate. Uh, You definitely want, if you're new to rural real estate, you don't want to buy a barren plot of land out of nowhere for a hundred thousand dollars, even though it might sound like a good deal.
1: You know, I almost bought a plot of land myself with my co-founder Jack, right? And uh, I think that land caught on fire when there were these great wildfires in California. And luckily we didn't buy the land, we didn't put it under contract, but whilst we were negotiating, there were all these fires. You just don't think of these things, there's a lot to think about when you buy land. You you talked about one of the first things you do, which is you survey the land, you you see the, the boundaries, This is land, ultimately. You've you've got to understand every every part of the land. You've got to to know what you can do with the land, too. You know, you're buying this land, is it flat? Is it it steep and rolly? And are there zoning restrictions? Are there things you can do? Uh, Another thing I found quite irritating with land I didn't appreciate is that often there are rights of way easements or or, um, access you have to provide and paths you have to maintain. And you think to yourself, well, this is my land, but you have to allow access either to the public or, or to government inspections or whatever. And then, yeah, and this really, this, this is a really big one that people don't think about, right? Um, was the land formerly used to store old vehicles or farm chemicals or industrial chemicals yeah. or the toxins? Um, in, in the real estate world, for example, in strip malls or retail, If there was previously a laundromat on site, you're often dealing with some crazy amounts of uh, um, cleanup that you're legally liable to to do so you buy this you buy the strip mall you think you're going to make money there used to be a laundromat there you don't really look into due diligence and then you realize wow now that damage has been caused and regulations are changing i'm on the hook to pay for that and it could cost more than the building you could go bankrupt if you're not very careful and i'm only here talking about basic things we're not even talking about construction and design Right? Like the types of soil, can you give access to construction equipment? And are there, you know, how, how is rain going to affect your construction and development too? This plot of land that I wanted to buy, um, they, they stopped halfway through because there was a lot of rain for a while. And it just meant that, you know, you would have had to redo a lot of the construction. And then all these roads needed to be paved and it was just too costly. And so they killed the project. And then there was this period of extreme drought, which, you know, caused fire eventually. Um. Just there's a lot to think about. How how does one go in with their guard up here? Should they do they need a buyer's agent? Is is there any is there any any way that people can um, you know, avoid mistakes? Because there's a lot you don't know, and and you're chasing a dream, and when you're emotional, you don't think about all these things. You really don't, especially if it's your first time. And you're doing it as an emotional decision.
0: Yeah. So the first thing is that people need to, <clears throat> like you said, be more rational. <laughs> a lot of times when they see oh three hundred thousand dollars for a large farm, yeah, let's go into. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, how, tell me, this is exactly how it starts, right? Isn't yeah. this is not how it starts? Wow, it's so expensive price per square feet in in the neighborhood that we're in today, and you know we're using our life savings here to barely make rent or pay mortgages, and we live in a tiny two-bedroom, eight hundred square foot apartment. Wow, we can buy acres and acres for the same price, and we can build a 5,000 square foot dream home. I mean, this is how it starts, right? The dream, exactly. the
0: vision. Exactly. So, you know, I would say the information it's very important. So, um, like, like I said, you are basically, in terms of information, at a disadvantage. And the important thing to overcome that disadvantage, first of all, is to have a framework of things that you should think about. Right. The local regulation, how far apart the houses should be, uh, the easement that goes across your, your property, uh, and even lo- localized climate change impact. Right? In California, it's more dry, in Florida, you're going to need to think about the water. So, there, uh, first off, have a more systematic way to think about these issues um and like you said check the previous owner you can check that very easily with Cold land registry uh, you can all of the information is out there and you can do it but the important thing is to have first of all slow down right don't 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 be uh too torn by the by the price tag yet uh don't don't lose your uh rational mind and then uh going to the going to you know authoritative data sources to check all these all of these things and i think there, that that's the benefit of having um, a specific search tool for rural properties. It's because urban property searches cannot give you all this information. That's not what they're focused on, right? So, that's why rural property needs to be handled very differently. So a lot of people say, okay, telescopes in rural space, can they go to urban? I said, yeah, we can go to urban, but it's very difficult for urban searches to go to the rural space because of variables that get involved, right? It's basically rural buyers on average need to consider three times more variables than the urban buyer. So it's much more complex.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. And, and also it's your responsibility as a buyer to to verify everything, and you can't trust you can't trust what the agents say, especially if it's the seller's agent. And one way to get around it is to make your offer contingent. If there's something you want to do with the land, make your offer contingent on being allowed to do that. Uh, and if if the seller isn't willing to agree, that's usually a red flag. Um, I, I think. <sighs> This, this asset class is getting hyped up a lot. There was a time people were buying land on eBay and now it seems like people are buying land abroad without even visiting. And yes. people are just trading it as a commodity when really I don't think it's an appropriate commodity to trade, there's too many variables involved, it's difficult. So you, you, you've got to be careful and also when you're dealing with any size transaction, something like this is difficult to litigate and very expensive to litigate. So you're left holding the bag and d- do you agree with this? If something's too good to be true, it usually is, in that if it's too cheap, there must be a reason, there must be something wrong with it. Is that, is that, is that a, a fair um, way of looking at it? Or do you think there are bargains to be had and if there is a price arbitrage? Or do you feel like if something is very cheap, be very careful? because yeah, by, so. by the way just also I, I know this is exactly what you guys do or uh, yeah. the problem you're solving you go online and you 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 sort by i i'm so cheap i'm, I'm an indian in terms of you know my 23 andme me dna is 100 percent indian we're, we're cheap people we like bargains okay um i always sort everything by cheapest first and you know i always get obsessed with metrics like price per square feet or per acre and i look and i'm like wow this is so cheap this is great is it worth paying more sometimes and, and you know should you focus on price per acreage and go back to my early question too if it's too if it's too if it's very cheap is there something wrong with it
0: yeah I definitely think you know uh, there, there, there this, this is a spectrum right for rural property you can buy if you really want you know potential upside you may be and you can do a lot of your homework buy a vacant land and build your own home and you potentially can save a lot of money. Right. Uh, but, but I want to first address that there are homes that are very cheap and previously owned by people who live there, who made a happy life and they're selling for one reason or another. So those are often, uh, a, a good, a good signal, right? So you can definitely, first of all, rural properties are really much cheaper on average, so you can still get really good value in the rural space. But what you need to be cautious, uh, careful with is, uh, venture into areas you really don't know anything about, right? If you never built a home before, uh, if you always live in an apartment before and it's probably too much of a first step to buy a vacant land and build everything that doesn't have utility, doesn't have water access, maybe not even internet, and to start everything from ground up. So that is not something we suggest for first time buyers, but that being said, there are plenty of good properties uh, that are residential, that have been in the family, you know, in families in residential
1: space for decades, uh, that offer great value too. Fantastic. Can any, how can people reach you, uh, if they want to work with you, uh, or contact you as we round up here? Sure. So, uh, you can use our
0: product. Our product currently live in California and Montana and soon very much next week, we're going to be going to Texas and a couple other States very quickly. We're going to cover all 50 States. Uh, you can use our product at terrascope.io. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, contact us anytime at hello at terrascope.io and What's really exciting is that we're also starting a TikTok channel teaching people all the things we talk about today about the tips of buying land, things you need to watch out for, how to check the water quality, uh, how to think about septic system, right? People don't think about that often enough. So we're going to launch that uh, very quickly. And once we do, it's going to be posted. Uh, the link will be posted on our website. So definitely stay tuned. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me here today.